Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Which or miss? Episode 84. Hey, Richards. This week, I'm going to talk about why I love this Gary Vaynerchuk's advice to entrepreneurs and six other winning advice from my podcast guests. Being hungry and wanting to win is very important, but all that ambition should be equally balanced with patience. And patience is hard. I just couldn't stop watching this Daily V number 61 short video advice of Gary Vaynerchuk. And I suggest you all go to the richomiss.com and in the show notes of this interview, you will find the link to this short video. And you will also, of course, find uh, this podcast recording, this episode. So um, I think you would like that. Being more patient means playing the game for the long run. It means being customer-focused, listen, and react to markets' needs and changes. There is so much noise all over. The journey is so hectic, and many entrepreneurs just jump on any new opportunity or challenge. One of the first questions I ask my guests on the Rich or Miss podcast is what would be their best advice to entrepreneurs regarding customers' focused marketing and sales. On this episode, we will hear six of the best advice from my guests, market leaders and successful entrepreneurs. And the first advice is the advice of Raul Davis. Raul has a lot of experience in branding and he starts this episode with one of the most important advice out there. Raul Davis is CEO of Ascendant Group Branding, which helps CEOs, retired athletes, and executive leaders increase their top-line revenue. Ascendant's integrated model includes brand strategy, public relations, book deals, social media, and brand design. Davis has been invited to small business forums at the White House and is considered to be an expert on CEO and executive branding. Raul Davis, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi. I'm happy to be here. It's so great, and I'm really waiting to hear everything you have to share with us. Tell me a bit about how you started. What did you start with? Tell me your story. Well, yeah. So it's funny because, you know, to, to tell the story appropriately, I've got to go all the way back to the end of my freshman year in college when, you know, like most people, I was focusing on the social scene at the time. And I had a friend of mine who said, you know, you should run for vice president of the campus activities board because you'll be in charge of throwing all the parties on campus. And mm-hmm. I was like, great, sign me up. So I go to the meeting. He nominates me for president instead, kind of fixes it so that I win. And I'm in this instant crisis because I'm new to the organization, I'm the president, and everyone in the group hates me. So (laughs) at that point in time where I had to decide, 
okay, am I going to go through this year being disliked or am I going to develop some leadership skills? So I decided to develop some leadership skills and had a really good year. And then I got my very first lesson in branding. I decided to run for the judicial affairs position in student government the next year. And I thought because I had done good work and I had a good resume, I would win. But I ran against a lady that was in a sorority and she wiped the floor with me. I lost very badly. <laughs> so, so, so that very next year, what I did was, um, you know, I got into it in a lower level position in student government, and I made sure everyone saw what I was doing. You know, so I was doing good work, but I was also making sure I was talking about it and people saw it. And the value for me was the next year when I wanted to run for a VP level in student government, people knew me better. Now, the challenge became this time I was running against a football player. Oh. <laughs> so everyone, everyone thought I was going to lose. But what I did was I grabbed a running mate who was a member of that same sorority that I lost to the year before. We ran a joint ticket. I put her image and mine all over campus, and I won. <laughs> <laughs> This oh. is some great <laughs> tactics there. So that's the value of branding. I wasn't a different person either time. The difference is that I got, I got more people saw me. So it's great to be good at what you're doing. It's even better to be seen doing it. So that's the lesson that I learned. And that's not, you know, that's not BS. That's not hokey. It's just a reality of, of, of how things work. So, um, That year, I ended up bringing a speaker in on campus, had a great time, said to the bureau afterwards, do you have any, any internships? They said, no. I said, give me one anyway. <laughs> so I started booking speakers at other universities across the country. I would fly to Atlanta, drive, stop at every school from there to New Orleans, which is like a nine-hour drive. So I would visit 20-something schools over three days. No appointments, just guerrilla in-person tactics. And then if anyone didn't want to meet with me, I would guilt them into it by saying I'm from out of town and I'm only here for the day. <laughs> oh. so, so I ended up becoming one of the top salespeople for reorganization. And by the time I was getting ready to finish grad school, two of the clients approached me and said, hey, Raul, we love working with you. Why don't you start your own company? We'll become your first two clients. So that's how Ascendant started in 2004. We started yeah. out managing public speakers And then in a couple of years, we realized it was really the brand that determined how much they spoke. So we got into personal branding, looking at PR and book deals at the time. And then a few years later, we began working with more CEOs and decided to build this whole model around CEO branding because no one else was doing it at the time. So we were like a, a leading market entry in it. And today we're a founding member of the Forbes Agency Council for top PR and ad companies in the world. So it's been a great journey. Yeah, it is. It sounds like a great journey. You're a kind of entrepreneur. Actually, you are invented your journey by yourself, and I think you invented some new kind of services by yourself. And I would like to ask you, what will be your best advice to entrepreneurs today regarding mainly approaching their customers and being focused on their customers, because this is what this podcast is all about. But What would be your best advice? My best advice would be the importance of achieving clarity. So you've got to be really clear about why you're offering it, 
and why should people care? And it's funny because yesterday I was doing a brand retreat with a company that's in the rebar industry, which is basically, you know, taking steel, putting it on train tracks, using it to reinforce buildings, et cetera. And I was asking about differentiation and what came to his mind was the stuff that any of his competitors would say. And I would say, and I said, listen, this does not help me pick you over your competitor. So then we moved into the interesting stuff, which is the fact that, you know, his father started the business 45 years ago um, during a time where there was a lot of segregation in New York City, and he was the first African-American to do it. So, yeah, I mean, so he has taken over his father's business and taken it to the next level. And a lot of it is based off the pillars in which his father started. So the investment and what the business means to his family is a differentiation point. It's more interesting than the next guy who lays down steel. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So being clear about your story or being clear about your branding or being clear about your product? Well, here's a fun part, all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Claire, to me, Clarity, if, if you can just have clarity, you're providing a big competitive advantage for yourself because most people are very muddled or they sound like for competitors. And the reason why we, look, we talk about CEO branding so much and why it's a competitive advantage is because, um, you know, if you look at a sport like NASCAR here in the U.S., you've got all these cars that have had hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars invested in them. They're all fast cars. They got sponsors. They go 200-something miles per hour. The one difference with every car is the driver. Sure. Right. So that's the idea? Yeah. So so the CEO, as CEO, you're the driver of your business. That's so right. If you have a way to differentiate the story of your company, how you see it, how your team sees it, that makes a difference. You know, um, I, I have a client who... Um, was very prominent for one of the top um, retail brands in the world, a pharmacy store. And he told me the story about how he he embedded messages in his team. And one day there was a person who was um, deaf who needed to get her prescription drugs. And what one of the um, what one of the staff members did is they decided to independently learn sign language so that they hmm. could communicate with this customer. Wow! Like like that that is what makes you want to work with somebody when when there's been a culture Definitely. created to that degree that gives you competitive advantage. It is. Yeah. The next advice I've chosen to share with you is the advice Mark Schaefer gave entrepreneurs. Not only because I believe Mark Schaefer is one of the two leading marketing influencers today, but also because this is by far the number one advice that most of my guests gave. Mark Schaefer is a globally recognized author, speaker, podcaster, and business consultant who blogs at Grow one of the top five marketing blogs of the world. He teaches graduate marketing classes at Rutgers University 
and has written six best-selling books, including The Tower of Twitter, the best-selling book on Twitter in the world, and The Content Code, named by Inc. Magazine as one of the top five marketing books of the year. And his new book, Known, The Handbook for Building and Unleashing Your Personal Brand in the Digital Age. Mark also wrote the classic first book on influence marketing, Return on Influence. His many global clients include Pfizer, Cisco, Dell, Adidas, and the U.S. Air Force. He has been a keynote speaker at prestige events all over the world, including SXSW, Marketing Summit Tokyo, and the Institute of International and European Affairs. He has appeared as a guest on media channels such as CNN and Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, and CBS News. Mark Schaefer, it is a real, real, real great honor for me. Hi. Hello. How are you? The pleasure and honor is mine. I'm so happy you are here. I think there are so many things that our listeners will be able to hear from you. So I'm very happy you're here. And I want to ask you, what is your best advice for any entrepreneur or startup founder that listen to us? What is the best advice regarding customer approach or customer focus on anything regarding marketing and sales? Well, I'll give you... Um... I'll tell you a little story that I think describes my answer. I was uh, contacted by a young guy who was starting with a company. It was a company in the Midwest. And he said, I'm, I'm really struggling creating a social media and content program for my customer. And I, I felt sorry for the guy. He was just out of school and he wanted to do well. And so I said, well, you know, call me up and I'll see if I can help you. Mm. So I said, have you been out to visit your customers? <laughs> he said, no. And he had been at this company for about six months. Wow. And so, and this tends to be too much of a focus today. People immediately jump to social media. Yeah. It just seems like the thing to do. It just seems like low hanging fruit. That's not marketing. It's not marketing. So I said, you need to get out. Are there salespeople in your office? He said, yeah. I said, are they out visiting customers? He said, yeah. I said, I want you to go to your boss and tell him that for the next two weeks, you are going to be tagging along with these salespeople <laughs> and you're going to be talking to customers. And I want you to see what are your competitors doing? I want you to talk to your customers and saying, what do you love about your business? What do you hate about your business? What keeps you up at night? <laughs> Where can we serve you better? Marketing can be about better delivery, sure. different types of pricing, collaborative advertising, end of aisle marketing in his case. Yeah. It could be about different sizes. It could be about different packaging. That's marketing. It's about, like I said, it's finding those unmet and underserved needs. And doing it faster and more effectively than your competitors. Hmm. One of the greatest marketing successes in my career was finding a unique transportation and delivery solution for my customer that kind of blocked out a competitor. Hmm. It meant millions and millions and millions of dollars for my company. 
had nothing to do with social media or blog posts. <laughs> But with the need. We need to take a more holistic view of what marketing really needs today. We need to get back to the heart of what we're trying to do and not be so obsessed with, with social media. And if you have to say it as an advice, what would you advise? Get out and talk to customers. Love that. It'd be the, it'd be the same advice that I gave this young man is that the, the truth, the wisdom, the insights are out there. You just have to be humble enough to go out, ask questions and learn and listen. And the truth, your marketing plan will come to you. But you just have to go out and ask the right questions and listen. Wow, I love that. And of course, I agree with that. Jeremiah Gardner, perhaps I'll ask you about the recommended tool. So he said, a cup of coffee with your customers. Go talk ah, with them. Ah, <laughs> that is beautiful. Right. I love that. I love that. I'm going to steal that. Okay, you can. <laughs> it's, it's a great answer. I love that. And you can steal it. It seems like Rose Sutton cracked the new code of an online business. As a former C-level executive and the CEO of a big telecommunication company, when he made the switch to the online space, Roy started to build information websites, helping people to solve specific problems. While giving his best advice to entrepreneurs, Roy focuses on the business perspective. Money is the way we keep score, Roy say. Work is providing a service to other people in exchange for money. Roy Sutton is an experienced C-level executive, board director and former CEO with a broad knowledge base and understanding of business as well as telecommunication and digital media. Based in London, Roy is currently a business consultant, blogger, public speaker and entrepreneur using his skills and experience to help people make the most of their lives. His objectives are achieved by creating digital products designed to offer people solutions to the many common problems they face. Roy Sutton, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Roy, if I would ask you to give your advice, what would be your best advice to entrepreneurs and to any startup founder or even to those self-improvement people that just starting to build something new? What would be your best advice to them? Your point about self-improvers is very important because really we're all little companies in our own right. We're all trying to serve other people because money really is just the way we keep score. This work, if you like, is just providing a service to other people in exchange for money. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in providing a service, whether you're a business or whether you're an individual, for me, it starts with trying to see the world through the customer's eyes, putting yourself in the, the customer's shoes, trying to understand their pain points and trying to understand how your products will alleviate those pain points. You can't see my smile right now, but I have a very bright smile because you know all what I'm doing during the last 10 years with entrepreneurs and startup founders and what this podcast is all about is about being customer focused and it's so great. A lot of people are saying it, but not as bright as you do. So thank you for that. I'm uh, 
I'm so happy with that. <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, so I think the, the key thing is that your products must solve problems for customers. So you, you must have some idea of, of what those problems are. And certainly if you're trying to make a sale to me as an individual, I'm always much more impressed if you thought about my needs and you can explain to me how your product might help me in alleviating a problem or eliminating a problem, if you like, uh, reducing a pain point, removing a headache. Mm -hmm. I think all of those things are important. I think in terms of approaching customers to make sales, I think the key thing is to try and capture buying intent. I think one of the most inefficient means of selling to me is cold calling. Uh, because generally speaking, if somebody cold calls me, I will just say, look, I'm busy. I'm sorry. I haven't got time for this. Whereas if you, if you can capture buying intent, you're much more likely to, to get a warm customer sure. that will, will give you a better chance to make a sale. So, for instance, in my consultancy services, if I read an article in the press that a particular company has just won a big contract, in a country that I have direct experience of, then I would write to the company and I would put together a proposition that essentially said, I read recently that you've got this particular contract in this particular country. You might find you need somebody that can provide you logistical support on the ground with an appropriate network of contracts and so on and so forth. And by tailoring a response or tailoring a pitch, if you like, that addresses, that recognizes the potential pain points that the customer might have, I've found that you're much more likely to receive a response that says, come and talk to us. Sure. We think you might have something, and we'd like to understand a bit more about how you can help us. Definitely. Whereas if you just phone somebody and say, hey, I'm a consultant, can I help you? They'll just say, well, thank you, but no thank you, because we're busy. The important thing is, to go back to my original point, to see the world through the customer's eyes. Hmm. So I love this advice, but I also want to say that what I find very interesting in the things that you are talking about and that you are doing is, you know, we are talking a lot about inbound marketing and attracting those customers that need what we have to offer. And a lot of times we feel, okay, now we have to wait and to write a lot of content and to do a lot of things, but to wait to the customers to come. But actually you are taking an active approach in looking actively for the unmet needs, like with this company, new company that just got the contract with. And you also talked about it when you talked about your sites. You are going out there trying to understand what needs aren't actually getting answer or what problems are not solved yet. And you are giving these solutions. So I really love that because you are taking an active approach, but you still all the time only looking from your customer's point of view. So it's beautiful. Absolutely. The, the customer ultimately is king and everything that you do must revolve around the customer and satisfying customer needs. If you just produce something in the hope that people might take an interest in it, you might make a sale, but you probably won't. I think the important thing is it all starts with the customer. Hmm. What is it the customer needs? What is it the customer wants? Sure. Well, the customer doesn't necessarily always know right. what they want. The hidden need, yeah. There's an old saying that says, 
you can't forecast the number of people that will walk across a bridge by counting the number that swam across a river. Hmm. You know, when you have revolutionary change, people that wouldn't have dreamed of swimming across the river will think, hang on, I can walk across the bridge. I'll, I think I will. So sometimes you can be innovative and create something that will attract customers. Sometimes you can anticipate a, a problem that customers don't even know they've got. That's right. It still always starts with the customer. James Arthur Ray has a very unique experience and story. He looks at things from the opposite perspective than Roy Sutton. Forget about money, James says. A business is in business to provide service and value. When we provide service and value, the money comes as a byproduct. His second advice is what I believe to be the most important base for entrepreneurial success. Know specifically who your customer is. James Arthur Ray is considered one of the world's foremost leadership and performance advisors, coaches, and consultants. He is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Harmonic Wealth, The Secret to Attracting the Life You Want. In 2009, James' company hit the Inc.'s 500 as one of the fastest-growing privately-held companies in the United States. At the same year, James was involved in a terrible incident that claimed the lives of three of his clients who he cared about deeply. James has coached and consulted hundreds of thousands of people and companies from 145 different countries around the world. to master a more successful series of strategies and results in both their life and work. James Arthur Ray, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Well, hello, Hayut. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure, and it's so great that you are here. I've been waiting through this conversation. Hmm. You know, this podcast is... Uh, All about customer focus, and we mainly talk to entrepreneurs and I would like to ask you what would be your best advice to those entrepreneurs about customer approach mm-hmm. and customer focus and everything that has to do with approaching their target okay audience? great question um, I'm going to give you a two pronged answer if I may <laughs> sure you may first prong forget about money. <laughs> Easier said than done. I'm not saying mm-hmm. money's not important. Of course it is. You know, one of my sure. mentors taught me no margin, no mission, right? You got to have margin. But forget about the money and put all of your focus on providing value. Because most of us have been conditioned to believe that a business is in business to make money. That's wrong. A business is in business to provide service and value. And when we provide service and value, the money will come as a byproduct. Okay? That's right. And the second one? The second one is then know specifically how your customer, and this presupposes that you know what your unique av- customer avatar is, which you need to know. Who is your market? Who are you going after? Who is your customer? And then how do they want to be served? Because... So many times we tend to, and this happens in romantic relationships, it happens in business. 
is that we tend to come to any kind of relationship, and your customer is a relationship, by the way. We come to <laughs> any relationship from our perspective, and we attempt to mm. serve them in the way we want to be served versus joining their perspective and serving them in the way they want to be served. And so that's the second piece, you know, focus on providing value and they fit together because when you really understand who your customer is, your target market, your client avatar, if you will, then you can start to get to know them and have the relationship to understand how they want to be served. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I always say two things. First of all, that we as business people, of course, as marketers, we know we don't know anything. And that's exactly what you say. Because marketing is all about seeing things from the point of view of our customers. Also because the money is in their pockets, but mainly because I agree with you about providing the value. So I totally agree with you. Elizabeth Shirley is the co-founder and president of Influencer, the product discovery and reviews platform that enables socially savvy consumers to find new products and get advice to make informed purchases. With a community of over 4 million members, these digital influencers have written over 18 million reviews on over 2 million products, spreading the word all over the social media networks. Originally from Anderson LA, Elizabeth received her BA in Marketing from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University. Elizabeth Shirley, such an honor to have you here with us. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I wanted to ask you, what is your best advice for their customer approach and focus? Because most of the startups that fail say that the number one reason was there was no market need. Yeah. So, I mean, from my perspective, I think that there's a few different um, perspectives I have. And the first one is like when I'm, I'm thinking about my customers as the clients and the brands. Um, the biggest thing that we did that helped us succeed by far was this give-get approach. So I really found it difficult and heard a lot of no's at first from some of these larger beauty brands um, to try our services because it was something new. We didn't have a lot of proven history. And like I said, um, the space was relatively new as well. So it was a new concept. They didn't have budgets for it. So I thought, I'm just going to give you the opportunity to try it for free with the understanding that you're going to let me present to you the results um, and go over like, you know, the benefits that you've had and, and hopefully that would lead to a longer term relationship. So we had confidence in our product. We were really targeted with who we gave this free opportunity to. So companies with budgets and, and brands that made sense. So, you know, that really helped us a lot, like in establishing relationships with large corporations that have turned into really strong partners over the years. Um, and I would say my other piece of advice is just listening. So you should listen, like we listen to our brands. A lot of services that we offer um, are based off of just hearing what brands are trying to achieve. It's not only me selling them something, it's really learning about their goals and then understanding if there's 
a way that I can build something into Influencer that would help them achieve those. So, you know, we, we used to just send out products and then I learned, oh, brands are trying to drive people to events or in store or, you know, do different activities online. So we created um, services around that. And then, you know, even listening to our members, um, we used to just have product review pages yeah. for products that were featured in boxes, which was pretty limited. Um, and now after listening to them, they wanted to talk to each other all the time, not just wait around for a box. So we created this huge database of products where people can come and talk about anything and share. And, you know, that's ended up being like a really strong area of our business. That's a huge opportunity for growth. The last advice in today's episode is the advice of Jonathan Ofrey. Jonathan, who has lived in seven countries and speaks four languages, tries to teach entrepreneurs around the world that the important word in growth hacking is growth. Jonathan Ofrey is the co-founder and CEO of Growth Hackers and Growth Academy that helps startups, SMBs, and entrepreneurs grow through inbound marketing and growth hacking. He has lived and worked in seven countries, speaks four languages, and has done business with companies from 70-plus countries. Jonathan loves discovering new cultures and meeting new people. Jonathan Ufre, what a great pleasure to have you here right from Taiwan. Hi. Hi, Hayut. Uh, thanks for inviting me. I'm very, I'm very pleased to be here. Yeah, I really look forward to hearing all the stories that you have to tell us. What would be your best advice to entrepreneurs about approaching their customers, about reaching their growth goals? What would be your best advice to entrepreneurs? Uh, I would say it depends on at what stage entrepreneurs are, but I would say like you need to you need to talk to them. The thing is uh, you need to talk to happy customers to have testimonials and to to know what they like, but what you need the most to earn a happy customers. Why they don't like your product? Because unhappy customers, I've read that usually 96% of the people who stop uh, purchasing or stop using your product will never tell you why. So you want to focus on the four persons that will tell you why and that will be unhappy. Because those people actually love what you do and are interested by what you do, but they just didn't like your solution, your service, or your product. So you need to talk to the unhappy people. To find out uh, what was wrong, if, um, if uh, there was uh, something missing, if they had a new feature or the quality was not good, uh, any kind of thing. So you need to talk, uh, you need to talk to your customers in order to find what they want. Because at the end, you might think, um, you might make assumptions about what they want or what they like, but they are the one who know your product as are the one who will buy or use your product or service. So you need to talk to them and ask for honest feedback. And when I say honest feedback, uh, don't ask your best friend or your, or your mom or your father what they think about your product because they're not going to be very honest. They're going to be very nice. Uh, so yeah, ask the unhappy customers what they think and, and tell them to be blunt. I love, I really love this. Thank you so much. Hey, Richards. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next week, we will have a new exciting guest. Until then, 
I suggest you will go to the podcast website at richomiss.com and have a look on the free guides and online courses for you. You might find something that will help you reach the next breakthrough to entrepreneurial success. And until next week, take care. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.